Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. On Theme is a production of iHeartRadio and Fairweather Friends Media. I'd like to propose a toast. I mean, do you even know how? Uh, now that I think about it, no, I've, I've never have. I know there have to be a bunch of examples. Like, it can't be rocket science. You're right. Let's turn to our four toasters for some guidance. I'm Eves. I'm Katie. And in today's episode, Raising Our Glasses, we're giving you the ingredients to a perfect toast. With the help of our favorite fictional toasters, of course. Have you ever seen a terrible toast? I guess it depends on what you mean by terrible. Because I've seen toasts that are highly underwhelming. Like, it's clear that the person wanted to say something, maybe because they felt like they were obligated to say something. Okay. And... They weren't a speaker because not everybody's a speaker. That's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it everyone's is not self-aware. And everyone know they're not a speaker. Yes. Yes. And and different toasts for different occasions call for different things as well. So I've seen toasts that are underwhelming, inappropriate, maybe mm. a little bit. Maybe. And toasts that maybe are like too long for the moment. Okay. But I don't think I've ever seen a toast that was terrible because terrible to me would be like People somebody standing up and throwing tomatoes exactly. after. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like most people haven't seen it if those are the the criteria for terrible. I've seen okay. lazy ones, like not bad enough to be super memorable. I, mm-hmm. I remember that I didn't like them, mm-hmm. but you could tell that the person just, like, didn't put that much thought into it, you know? But you've never seen anybody, like, try to burn the place down that they're in because something offensive was said in a toast. No, I feel like, especially with Black people, 
when you get together, you know, like at a wedding, at a birthday party where people are toasting, like you spend a little money and no one's trying to ruin that. Yeah. Because there's not that many cases where we're going to be spending a little money. Well, also with black people, we are forever trying to keep it cute and cordial. Keep it cute. Just we going to talk about it in the car. But when something needs to be said in the moment, in the space, nah. probably not going to happen. So I, I haven't seen a terrible one in, in that regard either. Right. I imagine there is like toast making 101 that could get people really far. Exactly. Like you ain't got to be a toastmaster overnight. But you're not going to be sounding goofy either. So what makes a good toast? Is there a formula for it? You know, there's definitely not hard and fast rules. I'd say more like guidelines. A well-delivered toast has the power to bring nostalgia, laughter, (laughs) even tears of joy. And most well-received toasts do have a few things in common. So would you say that toasts in real life are really different than toasts in movies and TV shows? Like as far as what makes them good? Yeah, like there are certain things that don't make sense in the real world that sound or look really cool on the screen. True. But that's the thing about toasts. They're a performance, whether you're a real wedding or a soundstage wedding. So there's not a huge difference in fictional and non-fictional ones. So if you got to make a toast, you could high-key learn a lot from fake ones. Okay, I'm ready to pull out my notebook. Let's hear it. Okay, this first one sets the stage for the toast. If this doesn't apply to you at the wedding, at the graduation, at the birthday party, and you're thinking about making a toast, (laughs) I'm going to need you to log off for me. Okay, and what is that? It's a personal connection. Like, if you are a plus one and don't really know them folks like that, no need to make a toast. Yeah, not really knowing the person you're making a toast about is kind of awkward. Kind of like, look at me. I want some of the attention, too. Right? It's tacky. One person who has this first toast ingredient down packed is Kelly from Insecure. All right, y'all. Gather round, gather round. I myself may not be partaking, but by all means, grab an adult boisson and join me in a toast. Now, I don't like children. I never have. Their small features and stilted movements remind me of tiny demons, but not Simone. This little girl means so, so much to me. Baby girl's going to be a force when she grows up, and I am so proud to be her godmother. Happy birthday, Simone, an angel amongst demons. Cheers. 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 She's talking about her godchild at the baby's first birthday. She's known the kid since before day one. Baby sits often, probably feeds and changes diapers. So she definitely has that personal connection. Yeah, and she kind of went off the rails with dissing other babies. But hey, I mean, she said what she said. She stood her ground. And that brings us to our second ingredient. If you're going to toast, make it heartfelt. Kelly truly meant what she said. The person you're toasting and everybody else will be able to tell if your sentiments are genuine or not. So please keep it real. Okay. Personal connection. Check. Heartfelt. Check. Okay. And this next one, Loki, I think is the most important one. Like if you mess this up, you more than likely have killed the vibe. Okay. The suspense. Wait, do you want to guess? No. What is it? Tell me. (laughs) All right. All right. After this ad break, I'll tell you. 
Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So I'm going to hop right into this next perfect toast ingredient. Finally. Okay, okay. A good toast is concise. I should have known you would think that was the most important. You really care about keeping things short and cute. I mean, think about it. If you're giving a toast, you're in the midst of a celebratory moment. So folks want to have fun. They don't want to hear you drone on and on. Say what you got to say and let them folks enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are so gassed that someone's listening to them. They feel like they have to talk for a long time. Dre and Blackish has the conciseness bit down. Uh, everybody, uh, I propose a toast to Junior for stepping out on his own. Uh, you know, he, he might blow it. He might not. <laughs> To Junior! Junior! Okay. Why are all these examples so shady? Yeah, that one was kind of shady. But it was concise. And the shadiness of this one in particular has me thinking about what role toasts play in storytelling. You know, like, from the TV shows and movies I've watched, toasts mark a transition. There's a clear demarcation of the before and after in these scenes. The toasty grows up before our eyes in that moment. Mm. Like, Dre is toasting Junior because he's moving out on his own, which is kind of scary for a parent to witness. And as the audience, we've seen this kid grow up, and the toast is solidifying him as a young man finding his own way. And even if it's not that deep for the toasty, as I'd say in the case of Kelly toasting baby Simone, it is clear that the friend group 
we've been watching for several seasons is changing. Having a one-year-old is a big change in lifestyle, outlook, availability. So I think when toasts are included in the plot, that's what they're saying without explicitly saying it. Yeah, I do think that toasts and storytelling happen in moments that are very important. And oftentimes there are all these different subplots that are coming together and maybe characters are all together in a room where they're not necessarily always all together in a room. Just thinking about the physicality of a toast, like there's an audio cue for people to stop and listen in a moment. And also you have the captive attention of a lot of people in one moment, which now that I'm thinking about it is a thing that doesn't happen that often in life because we have so many distractions. Having a large audience's clear attention in a moment is actually like kind of a privilege. It's an anomaly. You have this the sound of the toast and the speech, and then you also have the silence of everybody around them that makes the storytelling so clear to witness through that toast. Yeah, I like their idea about the subplots coming together. And it's like that way in real life too. Like we talked about like how different are toasts in movies and TV shows versus toast in real life. And, like, when Junior gets um, toasted to by his dad, Dre, the grandparents are there, the girlfriend's there, the sister's there, the mom's there. And, like, many instances, like, your grandparents ain't really going to be kicking it with your girlfriend like that. Yeah. Um, Or at Simone's birthday party, you know, Lawrence and his baby mama's there. And, you know, the other friend groups are there. The coworkers are there. Like, that's not really something that happens that often in the show. And, you know, for weddings, in real life, birthday parties, graduations, it's like, all right, I'm going to just invite all my people. I know y'all don't really kick it like that, but we just going to do this one thing together. Yeah. Um, so it's like the subplots, like, kind of converging. And maybe it creates some more subplots because those people that aren't normally interacting start interacting. It's likely to get messy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving more mess for us to watch and, and to consume. And that's what we're there for. We're here for the mess. <laughs> we're here for the mess. Truly. One important toast ingredient that Dre was missing, a perfect toast expresses gratitude or congratulations. Right. He definitely could have congratulated his son for stepping out on his own or expressed gratitude that he had been a great son and an integral member of the family. Hey, we all fall short of the glory. And speaking of falling short. Yeah. Do you remember the toast from Best Man? Girl, you read my mind. Let me do it. Let me do it. (laughs) Okay, okay. My bad. Okay, so Taydig's character's toast was heartfelt. Next time y'all watch the movie, peep that the other groomsman takes his prepared speech away. Like, nah, you got to speak from the heart after the way you was moving. (laughs) Yeah, like, you can't write a whole book about sleeping with your best friend's soon-to-be wife and not speak from the heart. You got to lay it all out at this point. I have learned from them what it means to be truly committed to another person. I have learned the importance of seizing the moment because you can't go back. You can never go back. You have to live for today, not for what was or what could have been. And what will be, no one can say. But sometimes you just have to step out on faith and believe that what you have built together is worth preserving. 
He was moving funny, but at least he got the toast right. And did. He had the personal connection. Mm-hmm. Heartfelt and concise. And he congratulated the people he was toasting. Five stars, Tay Diggs. Five stars. Five stars. Okay, so if you're preparing your toast, you're likely, like, working on it beforehand, right? Mm-hmm. So you're probably writing it down. You're editing your toast. You might add things in later. You might do it early. If you do it early enough, you have time to just exist in the world or be around that person. And maybe certain things will come up that you realize you didn't put in the toast. And you can go back and you can put them in the toast. So you have time to work with the toast beforehand is what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. Do you need to memorize your your toast or can you come with a paper? Like, is there a difference between the two in the mm. moment? Okay, all the ones that we saw... Had no paper. Right. Or cell phone. Mm-hmm. And I do think reading it makes it feel like a little... Because, like, you know, not everyone's a speaker, as we said. So people do get nervous. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot... Sometimes there's a lot of people around, so you don't want to, like, mess up. But there's something about that... Something about that memorized slash off the cuff mm-hmm. that gives it a certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah, I think so, too. But I also think that's a lot of pressure on a person who doesn't normally speak in public and definitely doesn't have to memorize. I do think that it isn't just a function of storytelling in these clips that we saw that they don't have things. It is a function of who the characters are to not have come with their speeches on paper or on their phones. I think that might be one of the biggest departures from reality okay that we're seeing in these scripted tales because mm-hmm. one they're actors anyway <laughs> right. can memorize lines um but yeah for like a regular civilian to like memorize maybe like a three minute toast i don't know uh-huh to memorize one maybe to just say one off the cuff mm-hmm. i could see but is it gonna be good probably not you have to be good at that you have to know you're going to be good at that, and you have to have done this kind of thing before. But Not what if someone's like, hey, hey, you, can you say something? You don't have time to prepare. You don't have time to write nothing down either. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like that. It stresses me out thinking about it, and I speak for a living. It stresses me out thinking about somebody saying, well, it's like pointing the person out saying, "You do you have the answer? It's like, I, I didn't come here to toast. Like, I wasn't prepared to do that. So calling somebody else out to do that feels a little rude to me. It is, but I think people's perceptions are colored by what they see on TV. It's like, Mm -hmm. people give toasts all the time. It's Mm -hmm. easy. It's breezy. I ain't gonna do it, but I want you to. Mm -hmm. So I do think having a memorized or off-the-cuff toast has the connotation of caring more. I think that that is a tough one because of different people's dispositions and the way that they interact with the world. And I know it can be super anxiety-inducing to have to get up in front of a bunch of people and that having that thing on paper can maybe de-escalate the intensity of the moment a little bit. So I wonder if there's a way to, if there's like a middle ground. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's like you have the note, right, a (laughs) teleprompter for toast. Or if you have the note and you're holding it low, you have the toast in your hand and you're holding it low and you refer to it every now and then. Or maybe you just make sure that you only have bullet points on your note for toast so you Mm -hmm. can bring yourself back into the moment. True, true. Because if you're reading it and you sound like that second grader (laughs) who don't read good yet, I think people are going to be, that's just me. (laughs) That's just me hating. Okay. You know how I am. A hater. Yeah. 
<laughs> Fair enough. So at the top of this episode, you wanted to make a toast but didn't know how. But it sounds like you learned a thing or four, so... You're right. And we'll test my newfound skills after the break. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. To my brilliant and artistic friend, Eve, I raise my glass to celebrate your incredible literary journey. I look forward to you shepherding us into worlds unknown. Here's to the boundless creativity that flows from your pen into the countless tales yet to be told. Cheers to you, Eves, for inspiring us to see the world through new lenses. Oh, that was really sweet of you, Katie. I liked your toast. Thank you. I feel like you followed all of these rules of giving a good toast. It was congratulatory. It was definitely heartfelt. It was related to our specific situations. And I could tell that you thought about it deeply and you were thinking about what to put in it beforehand. So I really like that toast. I really like you. (laughs) Thank you. Which (laughs) is probably a key thing in giving a toast that you like the person who you're giving a toast about. Yeah. No need to toast someone you do not fuck with. Yeah. Don't do it. Period. Now it is time for roll credits. Roll them. So, Katie, what person, place, thing, idea would you like to give credit to today? I would like to give credit to Palestine. And I say that with no equivocations. (laughs) I say that with no preamble. I say that with no postscript. I believe in a free Palestine. I believe in a free Hawaii. I believe in a free Puerto Rico. I believe in a free Guam. I believe in a free Atlanta, Georgia, in Jackson, Mississippi. Freedom boys. Free Palestine. Who would you like to give credit to? I would like to give credit to healing today. I would like to give credit to everybody who's on a healing journey. I would like to give credit to everyone who is finding out what healing means to them in different ways. I would like to give credit to people who are unapologetically healing and people who are apologetically healing because in the end, the healing is happening and I'm happy about that. I would like to give credit to the act of healing in general for all of the people who need it. I know when we're living our lives that it can be so difficult to be intentional about our healing processes. So in whatever soft ways, in whatever hard ways, 
in whatever challenging ways and whatever easy ways that people are healing in this moment for all of the myriad things that are going on in this world. I want to give credit to them. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. On Theme is a production of iHeartRadio and Fairweather Friends Media. This episode was written by Eves Jeffco and Katie Mitchell. It was edited and produced by Tari Harrison. Follow us on Instagram at OnThemeShow. You can also send us an email at hello at OnTheme.show. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 